0: Somebody, film nerds.
1: Hey. Got a, you're getting a special bonus app. It's kind of a themed something. We don't yeah.
0: know when it's going to drop. A, but...
1: the, a theme wrap up y <laughs> kind of. Uh, summer, yeah. Yeah, summer movie, um, you know, post mortem wrap up. We
0: want to, you mm. know, we're. we're... We're getting into the end of the summer movie season. We're starting mm-hmm. to already get a taste of, like, Oscar contenders. So we wanted to kind of go through...
1: what is What have we seen and what's been released what's over happened? the summer? What, yeah. did, what happened this yeah. summer? Would what, what, what we call it a good... Overall,
0: would you say it was a good summer?
1: You know, that's a good question because... Uh, and this gets to, like, what is the summer movie season anymore? Because all of these big movies now are starting to move out of the summer. Like we're, I'm looking at the summer movies list, Avengers isn't on it mm. because it came out earlier. So I think as far as the summer I movie would, season goes, it was a decent one, but things are moving out of it now. Wouldn't
0: wouldn't you put <coughs> wouldn't you put it Avengers Endgame in the summer, even though it came out early May, right?
1: Oh no, I think it came out sooner than that. It came let's, out in April, maybe? Let's, uh, oh, Aaron's left the room. How dare he? So, uh, I mean, I'm gonna look it up right now. Aaron just leaves periodically. Yeah, I know. He's been leaving a lot lately. Know, he's got a lot of And he's got a disgusted look on his face, yeah, he too. Like, off. like he just doesn't off. want to be in the room with I'm us. Sick of this. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. I'm yeah, sick I'm of just these sick guys. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he's just got a curse on his lips the time he leaves. <laughs> he's got a curse on his lips. <laughs> Oh, I don't man. Know what he's, we did to piss him off so much. He's got a sour disposition. Yeah, he does. He's got a puss on his face. He really does have a puss <laughs> on his face. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, that just distracted me from actually looking it up. So, that's <laughs> the Aaron riff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Aaron, uh, Avengers Ed, Ed game, game released it. Game I thought it was like May 2nd or 3rd. I do. Or was not. that Captain Marvel?
1: Yeah, it was definitely.
0: Uh, See, I would not. include all of May. I know technically.
1: April 22nd. Okay, you can include all of May. It still, wouldn't have been in there.
0: Because <laughs> hey, if you include all of May, that include that that's that's Captain Marvel. Yes, or no? Was she March? Oh God!
1: No, no, she was before. She was March eighth. God. So it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. These movies are getting pushed further and farther back. Which, in and, some ways, is smart though, because we have oh, talk about this smart.
0: stacking them all in the summer
1: is so, is bad. I mean, Aaron, you okay,
0: ha- buddy? You yeah. keep running out.
1: Yeah, it looks a little happier now. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly,
2: um, full disclosure, I lost a contact lens during the the
1: show this afternoon. So, oh, that's what's going on.
2: That was a bit of an emergency, but I'm okay
1: now. Oh, wow, I'm glad to hear. Did you find the contact lens
2: after uh,
1: yeah, shining my light
2: around underneath this desk here? Yeah, I did. So, then
1: you did just did Mark Ellis take it? it? No,
2: <laughs> did you run out because I had to like wash it to put it back in, which is oh. it's own... Okay nightmare yeah oh i see right. yeah. well
1: i'm glad things worked out there yeah that's good i that was yeah. a little scared We're a little worried yeah you just ran out of here yeah
2: suspense man I'm it Sorry was. You keep what if
0: he knew the building was on fire but didn't tell us and uh, just ran out it wouldn't surprise I me. i would not at all yeah. i wouldn't be surprised at uh, all guys just-
2: <laughs> i'd be the last to know
0: yeah air <laughs> <laughs> just runs out let it burn yeah <laughs>
1: It's like, oh, he's, he's got headphones on. It's like everyone else is leaving. like, no, the show must go on. I have to, <laughs> I have to moderate these levels.
2: <laughs> I have to go down with the studio.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, you do. Like
0: you should. Captain, you so. should. A podcast producer should go down with the studio, mm-hmm. just like the captain of a ship. Yeah. I'm makes, a firm believer in old uh protocols. laws. Protocols. <laughs> old protocols, yes. <laughs> <laughs> old nautical <laughs> <Yeah>. Protocol. <laughs> protocols. Because a podcast studio is a lot like a ship.
1: It really is. It really is. Yeah, yeah you um you know you you've got the you've got the you know the the sailors the captain you've got you've got a mission you've Bandits. got a, yes you've got. yeah yeah we're <laughs> constantly fighting other yeah, networks you've got torpedoes <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> Got to change your flags yes. depending on whatever yep. port you're in.
1: Yep, depth charges I and mean, it makes depth sense. Charges,
0: <laughs> yeah. You've got tsunamis. You've yep. got all kinds of stuff.
1: You know, scurvy. Yeah.
0: Scurvy. Oh, there's so much. ATC has the highest percentage of scurvy of any of, of any,
1: all comedian-driven podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Every pod. That's why Sideshow Network went out of business. Oh, they all went from
0: scurvy. They all yeah. Did, they
1: all went. It's you know they people don't get you and need syphilis. Citrus. I think some yeah.
0: of them got syphilis. <laughs>
1: Yep, from sharing a podcast microphone. <laughs> so let that be a lesson, young podcaster. Yes, listen
0: closely to what were these tales of woe from the high seas of podcasting.
1: <laughs> you know, don't uh, you don't make the same mistakes that we have.
0: <laughs> when one of us dies, we get buried at sea.
1: Yes. <laughs> per nautical protocols. And our network agreement. <laughs>
2: Dead men host no shows.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag nautical protocol.
1: Yes. <laughs> so Graham, I'm looking at this schedule, and really, um, so we're saying wise, it officially. So like, it, yes. it,
0: So So uh, Endgame and Captain Marvel were not. Yeah, come, we're not summer were, movies. Oh, there weren't summer. Yeah. Okay, there fair were enough.
1: summer. Uh, although you could say they were summer movies that weren't released in the summer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting into it. With yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're right. Though,
0: you're right. It's 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 not like it was five six years ago where Mm-mm. they would dump. You know all the big budget movies in this three month window,
1: and if you were lucky, you'd get one or two superhero movies in the summer, and then right. that would be it. Right, and it wouldn't be every summer. Right. You know, you'd you'd go uh, an entire summer without a superhero when movie. And they're
0: doing four, three or four a year. You have to spread them out. And I think too mm. that as we've talked and that's about, that's
1: just the Marvel movies. Yeah,
0: the, the Marvel. Oh. Well, Marvel really got wise. The, the mm-hmm. smartest thing. I mean, I remember ten years ago we talked about three hundred. They released it in March, and we were Mm -hmm. like, we kept we for years. We'd go do more of Mm -hmm. that, and Marvel when it did two years ago with uh, Black Panther.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. That was it.
0: Now they now when Marvel did it and made all the money and went, oh, this was the number one movie for three months,
1: right? Yeah. it was competing
0: against nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's going, oh, maybe we should yeah. release them sooner.
1: So, and then I'm sure they went, oh, we should have put Men in Black in in uh, March. I'm like, yeah, it wouldn't have helped. No, so, don't, don't. Here's the yeah. here's the. the, the hey, way. I, I'm a studio executive, so I'm always going to learn the wrong lesson.
0: Well, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the the lesson is don't make Men in Black. Yes, <laughs> don't do
1: that. All right, so
0: let's get. So the first one was actually Memorial or Labor Day week. No, Memorial Day weekend,
1: May thirty first. Godzilla,
0: King of the Monsters. Yeah, loved and, it. We all loved it. Yeah, we really
1: we did. It. And the interesting thing was, it didn't make as much money as the first one. I thought it was a better movie. It had more monsters, yeah. more Godzilla. Everything we wanted from the first one uh, was actually in this movie. Um, a couple of weird, quirky story things sure. like. Uh, you know, the um, super valuable scientist. Why is he on the suicide mission when you have a boat full of soldiers? So things like that. <laughs> he uh, wanted an honorable death, yeah, Chris. I must, don't flaw, I fault the man. Um, so... Uh, I, mean, I think that
0: also might be a nautical protocol. Yeah, yeah
1: it might be a nautical protocol. It's like, a Captain has to go down with the ship, but you got to send the scientist first.
0: <laughs> Always let the scientist take it first.
1: Yeah. So, why do they... Uh,
0: why can't... And this is a fair question. Why can't they be bullet sponges? Yeah. You got a couple of fancy degrees. They can't yeah. go out there and mm-hmm. be first through the door.
1: Yeah. You know, well, Godzilla's changing all that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you got to interpret that data while dodging bullets. Yes. See? Aaron mm-hmm. brings up a valuable mm-hmm. point.
1: So, Godzilla King of the Monsters um kind of, in a weird way, kicked off the summer movie season, even though we had, you know, Captain Marvel and Avengers before mm-hmm. that, Um I was a little disappointed that it didn't do better because I thought it deserved to do better. It was a, it was a fun monster Godzilla throwback. Even Neil said it's like it was really structured and felt like an old school Godzilla movie. Yeah,
0: and it had all the things that Neil pointed out in that episode, yeah. all the Toho stuff that we love. Yeah, but I think you know, I, honestly, I still think the last one was such a miss that there was no it soured hype. People yeah, on there was no it. hype yeah. going into this. So mm. that they hurt, their last movie hurt them, but this is still if you have not seen please do. Right. It's a blast. This movie is a blast. Yeah,
1: it's it's exactly what you would want from a Godzilla movie.
0: Now, counter-programming that same weekend was Rocket Man. Yes. Which I liked.
1: I liked it too. I had a blast yeah. at that mm-hmm. movie. And I'm really glad that we had Tom Merritt tell us that uh, you know, don't expect a Bohemian Rhapsody. This is a musical uh, that kind of fit in with right. uh um, instead of you know hitting all the biographical beats, it's more about the emotion and what it would feel like to be Elton John, and it's uh, set to his music. So, and I thought it was a great uh, description because yep. that's yep. exactly what this movie was. Yeah,
0: it's not if you if you yeah. went the thing I said is like if you went in expecting mm-hmm. a kind of straightforward biopic, you weren't going to get mm-hmm. it. So, if you don't have that expectation, it's a really fun movie. Right, it is. It's a musical. It's like a fantastic, a fantasy version. Through the eyes of Elton John of what his life was like
1: for sure, and uh, and then you know we were uh, and again we're we're going to be skipping over a lot of movies. Sure, this sure. Is, we're just picking the high ones, uh, picking the here. big ones. Uh, Dark Phoenix came out on June seventh. This one got savaged in reviews. People hated this movie, and I'm thinking, have you not seen some of the other X Men movies? <laughs> they are unwatchable. Some of them. Uh, some of them are great. I mean, I've never seen a franchise have such high highs and such low lows in, uh, in, 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 well, you could say Alien, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe that's a, it's not too much of an exception. But um, I really liked the intention of this movie and like how it really, it tried to ground itself. It, you know, it showed the um, transformation of uh, Sophie Turner's from uh, Jean Grey to Dark Phoenix. And I thought it was interesting and I love watching uh michael fassbender uh james mcavoy i thought there was such a great uh I really this movie. yeah so i thought i thought this was fine i mean was it the best x-men movie no but it wasn't the worst i mean i i don't think it deserved as much hate as it actually got
0: i put it as one of the better ones i thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it it mm-hmm. was cool storyline
1: first um, class is always going to be my favorite yeah, first for class sure is, was great uh, but this one and I the thought wolverine was, one. <laughs> Oh yeah that was really good Logan. yeah Logan. 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 Not, yeah. Wolverine or, not, not yeah, Wolverine's horrible. The, yeah, Logan, yeah. <laughs> just, Logan, 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 the Logan one. Just, the Wolverine one that wasn't called Wolverine. Yeah, that, yeah.
0: That one. <laughs> <laughs> the one. I think Logan is probably my personal favorite just because of all the crazy Japanese samurai stuff in it. Um, but anyway, Dark Phoenix is... Well, that's all, not Logan. Yeah, I was going to say
1: there, like there was the also Wolverine 2. Which was, Wolverine 2 was the one where he's in Japan and fights yeah. like the samurai robot. Logan was
0: the old guy one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like them both.
1: All right, that's fair.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. Logan too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Men in Black International. Um, well, let me just say Late Night yes. real quick. So I, oh, I, so I, I did, missed that one. Yeah. I did
0: see Late uh, Late mm-hmm. Night. I saw that and uh, fun, fun, you know, well written comedy, and 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 that was worth seeing. It was good counter programming in a summer of, you know, the summer is always the big blockbuster. So big budget yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was a lot of fun. And then Men in Black. There was no way I was going to see this. Mm-hmm. I had no desire to see it. I'm glad I didn't see it. I'm not, I maybe would watch, I don't think I could watch half of it on a plane.
1: I don't, it was one of those weird things where, you know, Hollywood does this, like we're gonna spend a ton of money and I don't know what, who in their right mind, if anybody thought that this movie was gonna make money, they should be fired immediately. Fired. Stop, stop being involved in making motion pictures because you have no idea what you're talking about or what you're doing. Let me
0: quote Al Pacino from um, Glengarry Glen Ross. Who told you you could work with men? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it, it fascinates me that, you know, sometimes that these movies exist because they shouldn't. Because it wasn't like, you know what, we'll take a chance. We'll do a $5 million movie. You know, who knows how it'll do. Men in Black is easily $1 to $200 million that we're going to gamble uh, an entire large studio budget on that's, you know, funded by hedge funds. But <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and and again, it, it it's that kind of thing where all right, well, we're gonna make it a block. But here's the thing: the one thing that people love about these movies, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, we're gonna make sure we don't have them. In it. <laughs> that's so, the key. <laughs> that's the key. The key
0: is the two yeah. guys are the most charisma mm-hmm. that built the franchise.
1: Yeah, we're gonna make sure they're nowhere yeah, to be don't found. Don't get them close. Don't but, get them. But you know, maybe we'll f- will we'll sneak in a picture of Will Smith or Tommy Lee just to say that. Yeah, uh, remember Tommy Lee them. Jones, yeah. Um, that's a
0: surefire sign of franchise is dead yes it's mm-hmm. like remember that guy that you mm-hmm. really wish was in this movie right well, yeah there.
1: yeah. <laughs> I remember that in, was it uh, I think it was the Independence Day sequel they were like alright well we're gonna try to get Will Smith in this movie somehow we'll just show a picture of him yeah yeah um, Child's Play I- I'll tell you this from the trailer it kind of interested me because it felt like a really cool modernized take especially in a uh um, a commentary on technology, but I didn't see this movie, and uh, it disappeared very quickly. And I have a feeling the trailer editor might have been a little more talented than the filmmakers uh-huh. <laughs> because, um, even from what I read about this movie, it didn't live up to right. the promise in the trailer.
2: And also, recasting the voice when Brad Dourif is still alive seems
0: yeah. seems odd. That was yeah. a, there was a really.
2: I mean, he's the only thing that's branched all the movies together. And they changed... I mean, to Mark Hamill, who's an amazing voice actor. Sure. Yeah, he is. But weird. But well, it's yeah. just
0: weird. It, was, it just felt almost like a more of a reboot than just a... Yeah. Than, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, and then the next one, another sequel. <laughs> I figured sequel, reboot, sequel, reboot, sequel, reboot. I mean, that's pretty much mm-hmm. what you know the summer is now. Um, Toy Story 4. Um, you know, this was actually a really good movie. It was one of those movies that... Um, I was skeptical on, I'm like, oh, four, how much more are we going to do? Is this really going to be an entertaining? And yes. And in fact, our, um, guest, Steve Simone, absolutely loved this movie and was thankful that we made him go see it. (laughs) So it was fun. It was, you know, Pixar, they know what they're doing. And, uh, again, another movie that they, they just, you know, they, they nailed it for sure. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You'll like it. I, mm-hmm.
0: I, this is a movie I will watch mm-hmm. on a plane and go, oh, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because that character of Forky just, God, it was, I'm like, what are they going to do with a plastic fork? That's ridiculous. And it's hilarious. It's so good. Um, they can add personality to literally a plastic fork with googly eyes and make you care about it. It's, that's only what, they can do that. Pixar does. Yeah. Um, yesterday, this is Danny Boyle's follow-up to 28 Days Later. <laughs> it's in the same universe yeah
0: for sure with the zombie apocalypse of races yeah. uh beatles music uh i love this movie yeah. and um it was such a again i love when they sneak movies like this in the big summer blockbuster because it is a mm-hmm. great uh counter programming to it it's a really it's a really fun beautiful funny uh heartfelt you know, movie and it's a love letter to Beatles music. Right. And there's hilarious, there's great
1: jokes in it. And it just looks fun. Like it's it, just yeah. a fun time at the movies. It
0: is exactly it. It is a fun time at the movies and you get to hear the Beatles music and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe there's an Oscar nomination or two out of this film. I don't know. Because we, mm-hmm. we, like we said, we haven't really gotten into the bulk of the Oscar picks yet because they always right. dump them at the end of the year. But th- this movie really... If you didn't get a chance to see it, please do. It's a, it's a really excellent movie. I really liked mm-hmm. it, you know?
1: So check that out. And also, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, this was, I'll tell you, you know, when you have all of these movies from Marvel and you're doing it in phases and you're basically, you know, ending the Avengers franchise, um, you know, how do you do it and still have an entertaining superhero movie? I think they nailed both of them. Because it really felt like an epilogue to Avengers Endgame. And it also felt like its own story with, with Spider-Man. I, I, yeah, uh,
0: uh, yeah, it did have those things. I mean, I know when we talked about it on the regular episode, you liked it more than I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it.
1: Right. But, but it I, wasn't your favorite. It wasn't my favorite.
0: Like, of yeah. the t- a Homecoming, I think, was a better movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie had some decent parts to it. And... You know, if you're just a fan of that world and the universe,
2: you're gonna like it. Aaron, did you see this? I did not. I'm not the biggest Spider-Man guy, and I'm still mad that they didn't hold the trailer till after Endgame, mm. so that oh, we right. didn't know whether he lived or not. Oh, right. I mean, right. so that they'll never, they'll never, they'll never have that back in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good,
0: that's a good yeah. grudge to hold on. To. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. This incarnation of Spider-Man, I'll go see the next one, sure. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like this, this Spider-Man in the mar, in the Tom uh, Holland
1: does a good job. Tom Holland yeah. does a
0: good job. Thank
1: I, God we got rid of those Andrew Garfield ones. Oh, my God. It was like how much farther away from the actual character are we going to get?
0: Yeah, this is – you know, I like the reboot of Mary Jane um, and, you know – Jake Gyllenhaal was a great Mysterio. Yeah, he was. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in it. I just, I just think that a part of it is the Marvel world. They're, they've set their bar pretty high now. They
1: have. Yeah. So when they
0: kind of miss the mark a touch, it's, it's pretty glaring, at least for me. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but it's still good, and I'll, I'll see the, I'll see another Tom Holland Spiderman movie
1: for sure. And you know, I'm sure he'll make some cameos in the other ones yeah. coming up too. Uh, Lion King. This is the one I took for the team, and uh, <laughs> this was exactly how I thought it was going to be. Um, technologically, absolutely stunning. Um, story-wise, uh, nothing and a cynical and, um, transparent money grab. It made a lot of money. So it's like, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. okay. But, you know, you're making a shot-by-shot remake that, uh, is literally adding nothing to the story or, um, anything. I think they added, like, one character that had two scenes, like, the head of the hyenas. Like, well, why bother at this point? You know, you've already... You already made a shot-by-shot shot remake, and you've already cast everyone who sounds like the original voices. So you're not even trying. You're just literally mm-hmm. remaking this movie, um, shot by shot, um, note for note. And even like the remixes of the musical numbers, like, all right, well, we got to change up the songs. Nothing was better. Like, uh, you know, we all right, we just changed up the melody or the tempo, and or just, you know, certain, not even certain lines here and there, but like, you know, it's it's just one of those. Things like, you know, when a song gets really popular, then a couple months later, there's like a radio remix or something mm-hmm. like that. That's all this was. Like, oh, well, this, you're, you're, you've made nothing better. You're just changing it for no reason.
0: Yeah, it, it really was like, mm. it, it was, it was the thing we talked about, you know, Jungle Book, that was so smart and, and yes. was a reinvention mm-hmm. and got to see this classic in a different way. But again...
1: And went back to some source material that the original movie hadn't uh, touched on. Right.
0: This was just like,
1: yeah. So it was... It's,
2: it's the one thing that the the Beauty and the Beast uh, remake, live action remake, did right, is at least added some new songs that were really, really good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. This was just like, why don't I just go watch the...
1: The original. The original yeah. from the 90s. It actually made me want to watch the original. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I could hear better versions of these songs, and I could hear better voice acting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I like all the cast. They're great. But, you know, I think I'd... You know, uh, once Nathan Lane nails it, there's not why, why, why bother? Uh It makes no sense. Um, Next movie was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the one we split on. Mike and I were in the yes. Uh, Graham, you were firmly in the no uh, category. Yeah, listen to the the
0: spoiler up if you haven't, everybody, where we really break it down. You can Mm -hmm. hear Mike.
1: And it's interesting as I'm hearing like the chatter periodically uh, on the internet, like the different reviews and comments. It's all stuff that we brought up in on both podcasts for sure, right. like on both sides of it yep. too. Like, like it's it's uh, <laughs> it's certainly not happening in a uh, in a vacuum, you know. Mm-hmm. The, these comments and they're all legitimate. The, the one thing I will, if Quentin Tarantino is uh, listening, um, when you're <laughs> responding to some of these comments, you're not really helping. <laughs> you know, you're not making it more. Cl- you're not adding clarity. You're not really defending your positions very well. It's uh uh like there there was something like. Something came out about like people are mad at how he portrayed Bruce Lee, and uh, Joe Rogan he,
0: said that on his podcast. Yeah,
1: he responded by saying like, "Well, it's you know, it's based in fact, and I took some uh, you know dramatic license." Well, which is it? That those are two opposite things, is what you what you just said. It's uh, um, well, if that's the case, then anything can be true.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of like if he would have just said, "Look, this thing is based on yeah. a story that Hal Needham told me, yeah. on the set of this movie." So
1: yeah, and like uh, like because everything that basically Quentin Tarantino heard about any of these celebrities is always going to be hearsay because he wasn't alive when right. any of this happened. Right. So it's always going to be an interpretation and hearsay. And just admit it. Just like, look, I made a fable. I I changed a lot of stuff. This is you know kind of what you know, my interpretation or what my vision of this time would have been, but it's not based in any right. stories or facts. Just just fucking say that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could take it for what it's worth. Done. Then you never have to answer another one of these I'm questions. I'm
0: getting annoyed and done with this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it, it's, again, you're not helping. Just make it less complicated. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Um,
2: one thing everyone could agree on with that movie is it could have been shorter.
1: Yes. That, yeah, I think everyone could agree on that Maybe. for sure. And uh, I could say that about a lot of movies. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good fellows. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had a cough there. Um, F- Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, a very it. long and awkward title because they don't want you for a second to forget which franchise this is. No. Because if it's Hobbs and Shaw and you saw The Rock and Jason Statham, you'd be completely confused as to what was going on and what characters right. they were playing. You, they
2: legitimately don't want you to think it's a it's a reboot of Tango and Cash. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> for all those Tango yeah. and Cash mm-hmm. purists out there that are yeah. just angling for a reboot.
1: Yeah, I like this. I didn't think it was as good as the Fast and Furious movies, and I thought there were some missed opportunities. But all in all, like I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it did what it was supposed to it, do. Yeah. I had a lot of fun at this point. It film. certainly didn't surprise me. I will say this. It would it be nice to have a moratorium on trailers uh no footage in a trailer from the third act so there is some stuff that's saved like uh like i would have loved that helicopter car chain to be a surprise at the end that would have been cool but like because here's what happens when you do that uh in a trailer is it distracts me from watching the film because i'm thinking in the back of my head as the film's playing well, they haven't gotten to this scene in the trailer yet. Right. They haven't gotten to this scene in the trailer yet, because I know this is coming up. And Brightburn did that, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were literally taking footage from the last, like, 10 minutes of the film that were in the uh, trailer. I'm like, what are you doing?
0: Conversely, when you're watching a movie and you're in the first act and all of the trailer stuff's done, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. What's
1: going to happen? I'm on board. Yes. Because now, okay. This is great. I, I, you've set up the film for me. Mm-hmm. Now let me actually watch the fucking film. Right. Right. So it's, uh, I don't know if Hollywood has not gotten a memo on trailers for sure.
2: They should have uh, hired Tarantino's trailer editor just to confuse us all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what it was about. Yeah. That would have been better. Mm -hmm. All right, Patreon sponsors. Thanks again so much every month. We really appreciate it. And, uh, oh, it's a banked episode, but don't think we're forgetting about you. Oh, no. Here we go. Johnny Rulon promoting his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital form and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is dot com. Fanboy Planet, a website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out Fanboy Planet for your comic news, movie news tv news and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists fanboyplanet.com fanboyplanet.com coffee over suicide a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death one cup of coffee at a time new episodes every wednesday and friday wherever podcasts are found find out more at coffeeversuicide.com coffeeversuicide.com alice frazier co-host of the bugle podcast and host of tea with alice brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explored the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in April uh, 2018 with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. AliceFraser.com with an S, AliceFrasier.com. The Art Podcast with Rebecca Evans, new episode recorded at San Diego Comic-Con with the artist Eric Joyner, known for painting robots and donuts together. TheArtPodcasts.com with an S, TheArtPodcasts.com. And Tony McFadden's 14th book is a gritty Australian noir, The Murder of Jeremy Brooks. Pits small-town Australian PI Dan McGuinness against corporate greed and corruption. A Sydney surgeon hires Dan to find her husband's killer. The cops thinks, think it was a mugging gone bad. She thinks it was a hit. More info at TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. That's TonyMcFadden.net slash JB. Thanks, patrones and uh midsummer i think this isn't a movie that you and i neither one of us are going to go see mm-hmm. because um you know from every time somebody talks about this movie they get a little pale <laughs> a little a little a little flushed and don't go into any specifics but talk about how it's slow to get started but then there's some yeah, seriously lots. disturbing shit in it it goes so, yeah. i would
0: add two to this list i know we we, we just picked the highlights there's mm-hmm. a, another two dozen movies that got released uh, I would add The Farewell. Um, I talked about it on the uh, episode uh, 477. For sure. It's a really solid movie. Now, it got mm. a limited release. It's an indie movie. But, man, is it... That and Yesterday are probably my two favorite movies of the summer. Because, I mean, I loved Endgame, but that, like we said, came out in April. So
1: Well, I, those are good indie movies, They're,
0: they're sure. really good indie movies. Um, and... You know, the Good Boys is coming out. We haven't—none of us have seen that hasn't been released yet. No. I mean, look, of this list that we talked about, you know, my favorites are Godzilla, Rocket Man, um, you know, Yesterday, and the Farewell. I mean, like, and then you know, in a in a second list is is yeah, Dark Phoenix, Late Night, um, and Fast and Furious, I guess, but. Um,
1: yeah i mean i would go but that's you know, those are all right good movies for sure um especially for summer movies i mean we're we're ver- the thing about summer movies too is there we got to judge them on a curve right you know because they're right. they're all going to be popcorn movies with the exception of the counter-programming ones mm-hmm. uh like i thought toy story 4 was excellent rocket man um godzilla i thought was underrated
0: oh that crazy a- self-defense movie i saw oh i'm blanking on the title of that movie um the art of self-defense yeah yeah loved that movie Mm -hmm. that's again it was limited release Mm
1: -hmm.
0: smaller but fine that movie
1: and fun and super fun Mm -hmm. i mean
0: look i had fun at Hobbs and shaw i had fun at you know uh at godzilla and rocket man these are all big budget movies but please yesterday the farewell and art of self-defense you know
1: you know what's the two remember that weekend when there wasn't a lot out and it was just i think it was when uh um aladdin came out yes and uh i texted you i'm like you know there's two indie movies we should cover we should do brightburn and Booksmart. and yes. uh and you love Booksmart. and i thought brightburn was awful <laughs> yes yes Booksmart's
0: another great one yeah another, so check that one i out. really mm-hmm. it really was a summer of mm-hmm. of fantastic counter programming right because again Hobbs and shaw did its job spider-man yep. you know dark phoenix all did their jobs
1: yep and Bright Brain's is another good example um, R-rated horror movie violent not nearly as disturbing mm-hmm. as Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark
0: <laughs> no Smart was super funny I forgot mm-hmm. about that. that's a really Aaron mm-hmm. what are you of the summer what, what stands out for you
2: I mean the only thing I saw it, it's just been a weird year for me usually I see more movies but uh, and also because they didn't have the big Avengers movie in the middle of the summer or right. even Mission Impossible mm-hmm. so I only saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah wow that's the only yeah it's the only thing
1: and All that right. was probably forced because you knew mike schmidt was coming in and we were doing spoilers There's <laughs> so, like, a I little bit to do it with there. it for sure yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: uh but also uh, i was thinking too just now uh tarantino usually releases in december do you think he released this intentionally in the summer because a it's kind of a summer takes place in the summer yeah and also it's probably not going to get any oscar noms
1: well, I mean, the other thing, too, is it's not like any other movie he's made. I mean, this one had yeah. very... and It, it had sounds zero, weird to say. The out of his films, times. it had very little graphic violence in it until the end, you yeah. know. And, uh, um, you know, I don't think that's ever happened before. You have two hours into a Quentin Tarantino movie without blood splattering somewhere. So I think that might have been intentional. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, I don't think it was... Oscar Beatty, because it didn't get released in the fall. I think it was more of a summer movie where, you know, might it get a nomination? Who knows? It might because Hollywood loves Quentin Tarantino and it's got two giant stars in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, it had to be. It had to be intentional. Put it in in the summer as opposed to the fall.
0: It was a good summer film. Mm-hmm. It was sort of a. It, it would have been December. Would have been too big. Too big of a swing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. You know,
0: because like you say, it's, is it going to get Oscars? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But fine for the summer. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Anything else? Any final thoughts on the summer nineteen?
1: Summer nineteen. Um. You know, I am looking forward to the next summer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what Marvel's going to do. Like, I know they're shooting Black Widow mm-hmm. right now. Like, what their their next phase is going to be. And also, um, you know, what DC's going to do now that uh, James Gunn's going to be doing the nec- next Suicide Squad. So I right. think the next couple summers should be a little interesting. Uh, I don't think the pattern of some good movies, some unwatchable movies, is going to change. I think there's always going to be those. Um, I I think there's always going to be that one movie. It's like every single summer, there's that one movie that's not good or bad. It's beyond that, where you think, why? how did anybody Mm -hmm. think this was a good day? Like we had everything from... um, Like this year was Men in Black, but there was always everything from... What was the one that where they were the dead police force with Val, um... RIPD. RIPD, yes. yeah. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, oh my what? God, oh my God. Wow. why would anybody this? Yeah. So every summer I feel like there's one of those where, it, like, it seems like such a complete insane misfire that, like, oh, well, somebody, um, uh, you know, somebody should have gotten fired or is on the way out and then someone's missing $200 million. <laughs> right. So, But like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited to see what Marvel's going to do, especially now if they're going to take a break from Avengers movies. Are they going to lead up to some other type of spectacle? Mm -hmm. Like uh, some other kind of big giant team up with the the movies that they're going to be releasing next. So I don't know. All right. Not a bad, not a horrible
0: summer. Decent, no. like the, some mm-hmm. some fun, the big fun studio stuff, and then some good indie yeah. stuff. So. Although
1: I, I will say, I would have liked to have seen a little more indies, like because the studios are, are releasing so much popcorn stuff in the theaters, it's actually harder to get to the indies. But this is where streaming on demand and all of these places should be stepping up to get these indie movies. Yeah. But they're not getting the they're not getting the ink. They're not getting the play right. that uh, these big ones are getting. So you have to, it takes more work to find them.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong, too, with doing a day-and-date on an indie movie. Putting no. it at the theaters and putting it for VOD. That's it's a
2: great idea. It's a
0: great model, mm-hmm. it, and I think it attracts a lot of people.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I for sure would have would have seen Yesterday if it was a day-and-date or right. Booksmart. Yeah, or The Farewell. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, guys. Well, great, uh, great little Summer 19 wrap-up. Yes. Uh, Aaron, thank you for being on the program.
1: And for being here in the summer.
0: Yeah, thanks for not... <laughs> Thanks for not running out for the whole episode. Thanks yeah, for coming yeah. back.
1: I'm glad, uh, glad you got both contact lenses matching now. Yeah,
0: I'm glad you didn't have to go to the contact store in the middle of the episode. Contact <laughs> store. That's a <laughs> real
1: place. <laughs> the contact lens store. <laughs> the tour. contact lens store. Yeah. Outlet I, mall. It's, it's right next to the Sam Goody at the mall. Okay. <laughs> i can't record this show
2: with an eye patch on but there we go the yeah. nautical <laughs> protocols again
0: oh it is a nautical protocol i think you should always wear an eye patch yes. quite honestly i don't <laughs> yep. i think that should be a new nautical yep. protocol
1: and you should have a parrot on your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> atc there
0: she blows
1: all uh, things piratey
0: All <laughs> things pirate-y. when you think of the high seas you yeah. think of burbank <laughs> you think of landlocked burbank um Well, that's our episode, Aaron. Thank you so much uh, for all of the all things comedy nautical protocols. Um,
1: (laughs) Dive, 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 dive.
0: dive. Uh, See all my tour dates and everything are at GrahamElwood.com. And of course my uh, left leaning socialist ramblings of the political (laughs) vigilante, uh, you can see all that if you go to GrahamElwood.com. So,
1: and uh, I don't pro- promote my website very much, but I realize I probably should. It's got my Twitter feed and um, links to all my work. It's go to ChrisJManciniOnline.com. Somebody took Chris J. Mancini. I had to add the online just to get the URL. <laughs> yeah, so, go to ChrisJManciniOnline.com, and you could uh, uh, follow me on Twitter and anywhere else, and you could see what else I'm working on. Thanks, yeah. everybody.
0: That's our summer wrap-up 2019. My name is Graham Elwood.
1: And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember... Han shot first. Following nautical protocols. Arr.